Hello, welcome to Horror Court Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trusterpieces of genre cinema. I'm... Cinema? What cinema. the fuck was that? Genre cinema. cinema! Genre cinema! I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And... I'm Zris. We, we have a very special guest here with us today. We have someone here who's a very good friend of ours, and... Horror Court Trash of a super fan. Long time fan of the podcast. Yes, from the very beginning. Always been there listening to us. She hasn't had enough of us yet. She's here joining us today. It's Maz. Hello, guys. Hi, <laughs> oh, it's nice to be here. It's very, very nice to have you here. Does it feel weird hearing an introduction in person? Yeah, it's really strange, actually. <laughs> I love it. And, and, and it's the one time I fucked the introduction up. Great. I know, <laughs> typical. It's because I'm your number one fan. You're on the spot now. It's true. <laughs> and, and we've got you here for a very special episode. This is our uh, one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was last a week. whole but, year. Uh, yeah. Don't go fast. An entire year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, again, thanks to everybody, including Maz who's sitting right here. Thanks to everybody who's uh, <laughs> listened to us over the last year from from our very humble beginnings with Alien 2. It's true. Thank you. All ten of you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, we've actually surpassed uh, 1,500 streams now, which is uh, amazing. Wow. That's great. Thank yeah. you, Maz, for yeah, half of those. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, keep keep listening. We've got we've got some uh, fan mail in. Yes, uh, not a lot this week. Uh, fan mail. Like <laughs> 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 Logan kicking. I can see the pile behind this guy. <laughs> uh, this this week we've got a few comments about the Blumhouse episode. A few where I didn't even put names because it was all like just saying about the bad films, how terrible they are. Uh, Bitchell Monahan on Instagram said one of the, he's one of the few people who enjoy Black Christmas. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Did to you give hear a reason that. why? No. no. Um, and Xander was was uh, talking about how terrible Area Fifty One was, how much of a letdown it was. I could agree with him there. And then in relation to this week's film, Cast Me to Hell podcast, uh, one of their guys, I, I believe there's one on one. I might be wrong. Apologies if I'm wrong. Said uh, I got ridiculously baked and watched this last week. Don't know what was going on, and I only remember a crystal. We were we, we weren't baked watching it. it. We completely agree. We had no idea what was going on. Um, so of course we're talking about Hellgate. Hellgate. So Maz- oh, oh, before we do, oh. yeah. Uh, if anyone else wants to send us any comments, any messages, or anything, we're Horror Court Trash over on Facebook and Instagram, and Horror Court Trash on Twitter. Keep it coming. Keep telling us how much uh, you love Hellgate and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying. So Maz, you've just watched Hellgate. Yes. What's sort of your relationship with horror films? Have you seen the classics? No. No. Not at all, really. So, so I'm not really big into my films anyway. No. And um, I guess just as soon as you guys started doing the podcast, obviously I started listening in and wanted to watch more horror films and some of your recommendations I've tried to watch. Um, I only watched Psycho the other night. So that's what I mean. Obviously, that's the original, yeah? Yeah, the original okay, one, cool. yeah. Good. Which I thought was hilarious, <laughs> by the way. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really that into films no. as a whole, let no. alone horror, so... We'll yeah. have to teach, we'll have to show you some, we'll have to get you around. Oh, yes. Not all going to be like, okay. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was something else, I assume. <laughs> yeah, so Howgate was released in 1989, uh, directed by William A. Levy, who directed the likes of uh, Blackenstein, uh, Black Exploitation Frankenstein film. Uh, committed, a woman in prison film. Uh, wham bam, thank you, spaceman. <laughs> Slumber party fifty seven. Happy hooker goes to Washington and Skate Town USA. Oh, can we watch the hooker one? I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched Howgate. So I, I would have rather watched Wham Bam, thank you, spaceman. But you know, uh, I don't know the budget. Uh, the director on the special... There's no trivia about it. I couldn't find any trivia about this online, but the director is on the special features of the Arrow video Blu-ray, and even he doesn't... sounds like he doesn't know the budget to the film. No. Uh, it was straight to video. He kept talking as if it was... Because it was filmed in South Africa, it was low budget, but, like, really high budget for South Africa. It, like, in terms of, like, American films, this would, this would actually be up there. Well, he, he thinks this is Weirdo. a kid's film. Kids. Yeah, he kept saying it's a kids horror film. He said film. it's a kids film. Uh, he didn't need to cast good actors because it's a kids film. Oh. What kind of kids film has a model topless feeling the guy's dick for about 10 minutes straight? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's really proud of this film as well. What rating is it? Uh, 18. 
it's but it's a kids film apparently yeah, kids he's, film. he's really proud of it he's really proud of this film um so a bit of history he filmed committed uh in an area of south africa so this area there's a special name for it uh where it's for white people only i see uh, do you know the name uh, i don't know so it's it's for, for white people only it was in the 80s so uh, it's pretty rough time and he didn't agree with this whatsoever. But then the, the people who tried to get him to make this film, they said, go there, you might learn something. He's like, okay, I might learn something. Um, magically, this turned him into, well, it sounds, it sounds into a massive racist. Uh, so he went to South Africa to make Committed. Wasn't happy with just that because he didn't get to learn enough. So he decided to go back again and film Howgate and ended up living there. Yeah, the, the the awkward part in the interview. I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your toes, Gary. No, this is what I was going to say. So you uh, it's what on. he carries on to say is um, that he decided he loved South Africa so much that he was going to carry on living there, and then it sort of got into politics, and uh, obviously South Africa was under apartheid at the time, um, and there was an election, and he didn't vote for Nelson Mandela. He voted for the other dude, the white dude, uh, which I thought was very awkward of him to mention in an interview. Yeah, and he, he admitted um, that special he... Special features. Yeah, it, it was really strange. He was so proud of this fact. And he admitted that he had uh, two black servants, essentially, uh, working for him when he moved there in his house. And he had the option to, you know, say to him, no, go, go about your lives. Don't, you don't have to work for me. But apparently they worked so well, he decided to keep them there. Yeah. He, he just came across as massively racist, uh, and he made a massive point to say he had one black person in his film. He's like, yeah, see, I, I definitely had a black person. She, she was definitely in the film. He's like, mm, okay, that doesn't take away the fact that you're a bit of a piece of shit. Um, it was just weird. It was just a very weird... It was, we were, it was very we were strange. trying to find as much information as yeah. possible, and this was one of the only ways we could, and it was just a very strange yeah, he, conversation. He, he comes across as, as not a very nice yeah. guy. Um... Yeah, so when he was filming there, the budget, like, like I said, was all over the place. And apparently it was so low that he practically picked people off the street. I mean, one of them was literally a carpenter that he picked off the street to <laughs> yeah. act in this film. He, he, you could probably tell. <laughs> you can he, tell. He casted, <laughs> he casted locals and models. That was it. Nothing, no, no one else. No proper actors or anything. Um, he had to change the script for the budget uh, because apparently they wanted bigger special effects and everything. Uh, and they managed to get the special effects <laughs> team behind Superman and Hellraiser to work on this. Oh, they do, They make a big point of that in the trailer. They make they? a massive like point. The trailer. Yeah. So I, I remembered this film from when I was younger going into Blockbuster. And, and it would always be there next to Hellraiser. It was marketed as if it was some sort of Hellraiser sequel. Like, they, they always made a massive point on the yeah. cover art. Alphabetical yeah, order, though, isn't yeah, it? Well, well that as well. <laughs> they, they made a massive... No, all over the cover art is from the, yeah. the team that brought you Hellraiser. Oh, yeah. uh, this is nothing like Hellraiser. <laughs> no. Not even slightly. No. It's got very, very... It's actually not close to any film I've The special seen. effects aren't even that good. <laughs> really. Uh, you're just blowing up builders. <laughs> Anyone could blow up a building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you the plot before we d- dive into it. <laughs> You'll try. Yeah. Oh my god. So this is this is taken uh, not even from IMDb because IMDb had about eight different lines of uh, of plot. Uh, it, it was oh, Chris closing the curtains. Sorry, yeah. I was trying to be quiet about it, but it really got uh, on my nerves. But yeah, so. A gang of bikers kidnaps and brutally kills a young woman. Was it brutal? Her father finds a crystal that can bring her back to life and now she's out for murderous revenge. No, she's not. That's bullshit. And he didn't even find it. Murderous revenge? <laughs> yeah, he didn't find it. No. And That's... what murder, murderous revenge on who? <laughs> she didn't murder anyone. Who was her dad? But revenge is against the people who committed the crime. Yeah, he was happily living, one of them, for a long time. Which is Steve Gutenberg <laughs> look-alike. <laughs> <laughs> the aim of all of this. Um, so just before we dive into this, you might think that we sound a little inconsistent and that none of what we're saying makes sense. That's fine. That's the film. That's not us. None of this makes sense. I've watched this four times now. I still don't have a clue what the plot is. Yeah. If you get lost, so are we. So yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you mentioned earlier about, uh, Maz mentioned about Psycho. We get some Psycho-esque music to start the film. 
and Chuck is telling a story about someone biting someone's dick off by the fireplace. <laughs> Pam is disgusted at this. Yeah, we get an Evil Dead style peek through the window as well, yeah. don't we? As it's going through and uh, they're at the fireplace, these three. Now these are meant to be out fresh out of college. <laughs> this is their little getaway to celebrate the end of college. Maz, do these people look like they're fresh out of college? Um, I don't know what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. Well, they, they look like they're 35, yeah, at least. <laughs> but it's where are they supposed to be from as well? Yeah. So, yeah, no, they look a lot Yeah, so no one, <laughs> no one in this is American, but they do American accents, and sometimes they sound Dutch. I feel like it's dubbing. Is it dubbed? Yeah, I thought in some of the scenes it looked, yeah, it looked dubbed, but like apparently to the director they're all doing American accents. Wow. And he was really proud about it, so no one would know my film wasn't in America. I'm like, mm. um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Pam calls Chuck green and slimy, and uh, Chuck starts listing off other stories that are essentially film plots, one of which is previous podcast film When a Stranger Calls. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. But Bobby has a better story, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> the Hellgate Hitchhiker story. <laughs> yeah, so we get a flashback to the 50s and we get the opening credits whilst we see uh, a group of interesting bikers. How do we know it's the 50s? Um, is it because they're wearing denim jackets, saying strangers, and all their <laughs> denim jackets are undone? They're wearing absolutely no protective biker gear <laughs> and they've all got uh, big beards and... It's actually because we hear the first of the many doo-wop oh, songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one's repeated a few times it as is. well. Um, but we know it's the 50s because there's doo-wop music playing. Yeah. And they go to a very 50s diner. <laughs> yeah, but during the credits, it's just them driving. And they don't look that 50s. That's, no, you yeah. know, denim, yeah. double denim, you know, has been relevant throughout time. Uh, <laughs> As you would know, man. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but we've all sported double denim during the uh, the years. Um, but it's this this song, and I swear it's the same song that plays again and again. And it's in slow mo. Is it's it in slow mo? Of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> First of many, many, many slow mo moments. Yeah. So they go to a diner and they're being really obnoxious. They start making sheep noises, chatting up the waitress, pushing people over. Uh, one of them bites an ashtray. Uh, <laughs> And we are introduced to Josie, uh, played by a model, and uh, the director made a big point. She got a name. I didn't get no, her no, name. No, I didn't get a no. name. Maz, did you get her name? Abigail Walcott. Wow. Well, nice. thank you for being the only organised one at the three of us. Thank you very much. <laughs> you watch it, it'll be wrong now. <laughs> so yeah, um, she's a model, and the director made a point in his interview of saying that he didn't give her many lines because she uh, she's not a very good actress. <laughs> Um, well, I, was, I felt a bit bad because we were treating her like she's just a model mm. and just eye candy. The same way the film treated yeah. her yeah. like she's just eye candy. Well, the reason that, you know, the reason we're put in that state of mind is because the first thing you see of her is a big close-up of her boobs. Yeah, <laughs> walking towards camera. She puts a song on, the jukebox, and uh, she gets a really lovely offer from one of the bikers. Uh, did anyone get it right, right down what No. They said, come and have a drink, bitch. <laughs> no, that while they were carrying her towards the chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they carried her. Is that t- how you get greeted? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody said that to you. Are you sure? And I'm pretty sure that's what Gary said to you as you walked through the door. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a kettle on. <laughs> yeah, they, they carry her to the table, and uh, the chef comes out sporting a massive moustache. Oh my god. And he, uh, he shoots at them, makes them leave. Uh, the moustache is alright, but. It's not quite on the level of Moustache Daddy, who we'll get introduced to shortly. <laughs> on the Moustache scale, um, this film is high up there. One of the best yeah. in terms of moustaches. Even some of the extras have moustaches. Exactly. It's like a, you know, it was like it's mandatory. Has and they moustache. all look real as well. I think it's, they are. I didn't think there was a fake one. No. No. Which is always a plus. <laughs> I don't. I, I would have preferred if there was a fake one, but not like Super Break. <laughs> I was going to say Super Break. Yeah. <laughs> they all match the hair that they have on their head as well. That always helps. <laughs> so they kidnap Josie and they take her to a small ghost town called Howgate, and uh, they all corner her. She's just in her underwear now and a white top, 
and she's shouting, Daddy, Daddy, and Mustache Daddy comes out. And his curls a bit, doesn't it? It's it's yeah. massive and it curls a bit. It's an old school moustache. Very um, Sherlock Holmes and Watson. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I know we've just watched an hour and a half of this film, um, but I've got one question. What the fuck is Hellgate? A town. <laughs> is is it a real town or is it a like an amusement park? Yeah, I was thinking this as well. Because yeah. everything just looks like it's just thrown off. Yeah. yeah. At one point, they call it Hellgate Road as well. So is it a road? Is and it a town? One of the signs have um, the dad's name above it. Yeah. Like yeah. Since yeah. 18 or something. And it's the 50s, but everything looks like it's old school. Mm. Like, 18, like it's like, like from 1809. Yeah, yeah. So is, is, is it like an amusement park? Well, not amusement park. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so here's a question for you. Do you think William A. Levy even knows? Um, <laughs> do you think he no. even gave a shit yeah. <laughs> um, so they're cornering Josie uh, Mustache Daddy comes out with an axe throws it in slow motion he gets a chain thrown around his hand by one of the bikers Buzz Buzz the biker who then proceeds to uh, ride his bike through a wall um, and then we find out that uh People say the girl is still on Howgate Road, luring men to their death. So he, oh, so he rides the bike through the wall. Yeah. But through Josie. Josie's at that yeah. wall. Yeah. So that's how she dies. Yeah. Yeah. So technically, it's Mustache Daddy's fault that it all happened. Because mm. he yeah. killed him and then he went through the wall. So Josie's dead. Uh, one of the bikers, I, I don't know his name, uh, he's later known as Obnoxious Gas Station Guy, uh, he <laughs> survives. Uh, and uh, gets his hair painted white, doesn't he? Yeah. Later on. The other two survive as well, but we don't. Yeah, we, we no don't care about them. So yeah. that's, that's fine. They were the ones sharing the bike. They were the ones sharing the bike. Yeah. Into the actual... Very, very close to each other. <laughs> the ones where you saw them, you're like, oh, is there gay representation in this film? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so we're back to modern day, and no the... one on our team. <laughs> we're back to modern day, and they're discussing where's Matt. Matt's not arrived yet. Maz, what's your opinion on Matt? Oh, he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a bit of a bit of a dick, really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really like him. No, he's uh, he's something else, and he can't. And what makes it worse is he really can't act. So he oh, desperately no. tries to be charming. He's act, they act like he's some sort of male model. They do. Like every girl wants him, um, and he looks like Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, Josie's been waiting for an eternity to get him, apparently. She she's been waiting ages. Um, well, she's been waiting like 30 years. Yeah. 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 So he turns up at the gas station, and obnoxious gas station guy's there with his white painted hair, um, and a few lines drawn on his face to make him look old, and he gives uh, really obnoxious directions to Matt. He does look like <laughs> somebody who's dressing up for Halloween, pretending to be a ghost. Which is confusing because later on we get actual people yeah. who are dressed up trying yeah. to look like yeah. ghosts. <laughs> so I thought he was a ghost to begin with, but they're just trying to make him look old by painting his hair white. And he had like rips in his t-shirt as well. I thought, oh gosh, like, is, has he been attacked or something like that? But no, it's just because he works in the gas station. Like, yeah. yeah. They're probably the same clothes from the 50s as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he when he's given he's his still direct... in shape you know yeah, oh, yeah. props to him he's still in shape still got all his muscles he had 30 years before <laughs> just grey <Yeah, just> <laughs> muscles well, when he's given the directions it sounds like Matt's just called his mum fat or something because he's like you fucking go that way if don't go down there. and he's just like really shouting at him and it's like he's only asking for directions so um, Matt's like well I've got to go and get a coffee anyway so he goes into the diner it looks the exact same as it did in the 50s and uh, yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, they're still playing the do what music from the fifties. They still, are. you think they would have done the place up? Same jukebox, still working. And uh, the waitress, uh, who the director bragged about uh, having as the only black actress in the film, she comes out and to uh, tries to take Matt's order. What does she say? Gomez, what does she say? Um, she says, "Like it hot." <laughs> and, uh, and black yeah and, yeah and uh, Matt's like what <laughs> so I mean the coffee <laughs> and uh, they have a, a 
the, the conversation between them two gets pretty boring after that. Um, he gets warned about going to towards Howgate or whatever. And then we get another flashback to the 50s and there's a man selling gold nuggets. Oh, yeah. So it's a man selling gold nuggets. Look, like chicken nuggets. <laughs> 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 and uh, this other guy, he goes down to a, a mining shaft. Was, was that what they're called? Mine? Yeah, so this is where I got confused about what was real and what was fake at Hellgate. So this old dude works there, works for Lucas, Josie's dad. Um, and he goes into the mine, which I assumed would be a fake mine, if it's yeah. like a theme park, oh, uh, yeah. to fix a sign. Uh, <laughs> Very clean sign. So he fixed the sign, and a bat comes out of nowhere. <laughs> a what, so, sorry? A bat. Oh, a bat. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a very fake bat on a string. <laughs> yeah. This honestly, it was definitely something from Poundland. It is, it is floating down on a string. Is this why you thought it wasn't real as well? <laughs> this, so this was when I was like, well, if this was a real mine, then I could understand why there would a bat would be in there. Yeah. But if it's a fake one, yeah. then why the fuck is there, like a real bat in there? <laughs> like, where does that come from? He has a fight with the bat, and it, and it leads him to finding a crystal. Uh, he kills the bat. <laughs> Where does the crystal come from? The crystal's in the wall, just <laughs> randomly. And uh, he pulls out the wall and he zaps the bat back to life. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> we're taken to the mansion where Mustache Daddy lives. And uh, he's looking at a model picture of Josie on the wall. So Josie unfortunately died in the 1950s. Maz, when do you think this photo was taken? <laughs> oh my god. She looked fantastic, didn't she? She <laughs> looked at the whole film. <laughs> but it was very much taken in 1988 yeah. or 89. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she actually looked like she had had water pouring over in the uh, picture. It was clearly a, a one of her modelling photos for like L'Oreal or something. That's how she got the, into the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've just cropped and made into a photo. <laughs> and in the middle of the photo is a little flashback image of Josie in her 50s attire. Just yeah. moving her head about. Not the bit. 50s attire that we saw. Was no. So I, I think they did a shoot with the actress. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't say that without laughing. Um, with the model, I'll call her a model, bless her. Um, but with the model, and I think they were like trying out outfits, and they were like, yeah. "We got all this film of these different fifties outfits. <laughs> should we just, should we just put them on screen? So we just, yeah, let's just she doesn't wear any other color. No, no, no she's like... either white or the one that got ripped. The skirt got ripped off at the beginning. Oh yeah, that's it. So, yeah, he, he's just staring at this picture of his daughter, uh, having flashbacks, yeah, of her. And uh, the crystal guy takes can't the... can't see his hands. <laughs> well, <laughs> the crystal guy takes the crystal to Mustache Daddy and tells him all about the bat story, so we get to sit through it again. <laughs> we get to hear the whole story too. Mustache Daddy doesn't speak a lot in this. I assume it's the same situation as the, uh, the actress who plays Josie. I, I think he's probably not allowed to uh, yeah. speak much. When he speaks, we find out why. Um, so, Mustache Daddy uses uh, the crystal. He doesn't say anything. He takes the crystal and he zaps a fish with it. What happens to the fish? So, this is the saddest looking fucking fish bowl in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more like a, a dish than a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> this poor fucking fish had such a sad life. There's nothing going on. There's no plants. There's not even any. Was there even any pebbles? Nothing. No. Just this plain ass bowl. Um, so he gives it a good zap, and we get monster goldfish. We do. It, it doubles in size, or triples in size, and uh, eventually... Quadruples. Yeah, explodes. It just explodes. Just explodes. And he's like, oh, let's do this with something else. So he has like a little uh, turtle statue ornament thing. <laughs> Taxidermy turtle. What was yeah. that? <laughs> um, uh, he, he zaps that. It starts mooing. Yeah. <laughs> It then it, Mustache Daddy finds this hilarious, so he's just standing there laughing at it, and then it uh, it attacks Mustache Daddy. Well, I'm a, this is like attached to something, isn't it? The yeah. Turtle. So you must have gone up for a closer look he for it to. It on top of yeah, it yeah. Starts, starts patting it on the head. Yeah, I'm like laughing at it. And he gets pissed off. Yeah, yeah. So turtle's like, "You fucking kidding me!" Jumps at his face, starts attacking him, and uh, the turtle explodes. 
And then, somehow, the crystal randomly zaps the crystal guy and kills him. Yeah, so this isn't a bad special effect, when his face starts bleeding. is isn't awful. Probably okay. the best special effect in the film. Yeah, it's it's very Hellraiser. Yeah, you can tell, yeah, you can tell it's the same yeah, team. when his face starts bleeding. Um, after this, Mustache Daddy isn't really fussed about the turtle fish and crystal guy, so he just goes to his daughter's grave that has a statue on it made of, of her. Yeah, but which which happened? Yeah, that's happened. Was she though. important enough to have that? Well, to him, she was. Oh, he must have spent a lot of money on. Well, I suppose he, was, he owns a mansion. He was the richest he? man in town. It's true, and <laughs> fake over fear, fake or real. He um, also gets uh, another one of his flashbacks of her from her. Uh... <laughs> What's she yeah, doing from in her his flashbacks? <laughs> This is the Baywatch this one. This is the Baywatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's just running in slow motion. Um, in a 50s dress. Yeah, and he's just watching. Mm-hmm. So Again, he's, we don't know where his hands are. I, I assume we brought... Yeah, we brought to model, uh, modern day after no, this. Does, does he go back in the show? Well, yeah, so go he, goes in, yeah, he, does, he goes in. Yeah. He goes in the mansion, comes out. He's had a shave. He looks a lot older. He's now got a metal face um, instead of... A moustache face. He looks like the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. So now he'll be known as Metal Daddy for the rest of the episode. <laughs> and uh, he brings Josie back to life. Yeah. With the she, crystal. Yeah, she, she goes out to the road. Which and is really weird because he's only actually had bad experiences so far yeah. with the crystal. She like, makes everything explode. Exploded, the turtle exploded. Yeah. And the old man... Melted. Ble- yeah, melted. It's really. just the bat that came back to life. Isn't it's it? just yeah. the bat that came back to life and had a good time. Yeah. Everyone else has had a terrible time with this crystal, but he thought, oh fuck it, you know, it's what 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 can go risks wrong? Risks it. He risks it, and uh, he brings her back to life. She goes up to the road, and she spots Matt driving along, and she uses yeah. her blue eye powers. <laughs> yeah. And for thirty, <laughs> he brings her back to life, and for thirty years, she's stood in a fucking road. <laughs> she is. Yeah. What a great life. Yeah, and she doesn't look too great either, does she? Let's face it. Ooh. Yeah. So the makeup choices were not great. Of it. <laughs> in keeping with a lot of things I say on this podcast. Beautiful girl, absolutely stunning, <laughs> beautiful figure. Well, what the fuck have they done to her face oh, in this film? <laughs> she she looks like a crack addict. Um, she she constantly looks dishevelled. She's got the pale face that doesn't match the rest of her body. Yeah. Um, her eyeshadow is very thick, very thick. Her hair's a mess. Her hair's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know she, I know she's been dead, but she's had thirty years yeah. to fix it. You know, come on, love. <laughs> If she listens to this, she's going to come back with her blue eye powers and kill us. She <laughs> might do, actually. <laughs> blue eyeshadow powers. Yeah. <laughs> so, she makes Matt's car run out of gas, and she tells him that she has to go home to Lucas. She doesn't use her dad's... She doesn't say dad. She always calls him Lucas. She overheats the engine. Is that what she does? She, yeah, she overheats the engine. Oh, I thought she made run out of gas. No. Yeah, the temperature. It was the temperature. Yeah, the temperature. Yeah. So, it, yeah, he has to stop. Well, he but gets... then he carries on anyway yeah, and almost no, runs her over. Yeah, because, yeah, he nearly runs her over. That's when he had the conversation. He gives her his jacket, they get into his car, and she uses the blue eye powers to make the car work again. Yeah, yeah so she calls the engine. What I don't understand is if you're going to jump out in front of the car anyway, <laughs> what was the whole... You know, he's had to slam his brakes on whether his engine's too hot or too cold. He, in fairness, he didn't even fucking notice that she did all that. <laughs> At no point does he go, oh, shit, my engine's overheated. No. What he's angry about is this dishevelled model <laughs> in the middle of the fucking road. It's to show us that she's got power. She also has a cassette tape, and what's on there? Do what fifties music. Um, they no, he has it. See, that's the thing. Oh, as what? Well. That's it. He yeah, has I it. I thought it was her. She just no, <laughs> no. So he puts it on, and he's like, "Oh, I'm such a fan of this old school fifties music." <laughs> yes, because it's all the fucking filmmakers could afford for this film. <laughs> Yeah, so they go to Howgate, and she tells him, I'm not like them, I don't belong here. Um, and this is when he sees he sees one of the bikers at Buzz, he sees him just standing still, but he's got his arm raised and his mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and it goes nowhere. So the drive through, and uh, she takes Matt into her mansion and uh, tries to seduce him by just lifting her dress up a bit, getting on the floor, looking at him. Gets uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she offers him some wine. Uh, and he says to her, there's some royalty free music on, by the way. Classical royalty-free music. And uh, he says, I'm Deb sorry. Whatever Deb sorry means. I'm Deb sorry. You make me crazy. Yeah. So what I don't understand about this whole thing, and you're going to hear me say that a lot. <laughs> they see Buzz in Hellgate. Yeah. Buzz is the person who caused Josie's death. Yeah. And caused Lucas, her dad, to have a destroyed... Um, basically. He's right fucking there. Yeah. In the synopsis for the film, it says they're out for revenge. (laughs) He's like, right there. You you just drove past him, hun. You know, go go do your thing. He wasn't even trying to hide either. No, no, he waved to the fuckers. (laughs) It is a weird hand gesture. Hi, I'm here, Josie. You want to get your revenge that you've been talking about in the fucking plot line? (laughs) So she she pours this wine and they, uh, they make out for a bit. And she just throws the wine and blames it on Matt. It goes all over her, doesn't it? <laughs> and she decides to not change that uh, that nightdress for, for a long time. Um. <laughs> so we've never had a woman on the podcast before, Maz, and I'm going I'm to put you on the spot now. Oh, my God. In terms of seduction, how good was Josie? Have you ever chucked a glass over yourself? <laughs> no. Have you ever crawled on the floor doing a weird, like, weird yoga up. poses to try no. and seduce a man? No. no. I haven't really wanted to get anyone like Matt, though. No. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't quite know what she was doing. No. Maybe that's what models do. Or... Maybe. It could be the model way of doing things. You could be a model, Maz. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Throw some wine over yourself. And yeah. <laughs> Pour us a glass. Let's try it. <laughs> Got rum. Does that work? <laughs> Let's try it. <laughs> um, Metal Daddy catches him making out from outside, and he's like, "Josie, fuming." He is absolutely fuming. He goes upstairs to have words, and she keeps her tits out. She's like, "Oh, Dad, what are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit shocking. She didn't really seem that bothered. She's like, Matt, you've got to go. And then she gets a little too close for comfort with her dad. Um, he then chases Matt outside, starts blowing shit up with the crystal, whilst Matt drives away with his arm outside of the car, really chilled out. Just... Yeah. He's got terrible aim with this crystal, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's just blowing the ground up. Yeah. And he blows up the ski. Yeah, he blows... Oh. There's a ski in the back of the car, and he blows up half of it. And, uh, yeah, so Matt escapes. Josie really wants Matt, she tells us. She's always wanted him. Apparently. So, surely if he's fresh out of college, he hasn't even turned 30. Yeah. So he wouldn't have been alive no. when this whole Hellgate hitchhiker story started. No. But anyway. Just the first bloke. Just the first bloke <laughs> over. Uh, Don't we all? Wow. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> so Bobby and Chuck are having sex and uh, Bobby's smoking the entire time. Well, it doesn't last long, so... so yeah, so... <laughs> they're uh, on a really cramped couch. I'm assuming there was a bed available. Why are they on the couch? Yeah. yeah. Uh, where they're fully visible by Pam. Um, yeah, she has a conversation with them. Yeah. She doesn't really care. But, um, so... Bobby rolls over onto her back, and she's got a fully lit cigarette. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, uh, Chuck didn't give her enough time to work up her appetite. She's not hungry. No, she's she's very disappointed. Um, but our thing was, wasn't it, that the cigarette had like literally just been lit. Yeah, but so, apparently it was on the whole time. Yeah, you would be a little fuming actually if you know <laughs> <laughs> you've already just lit the fucker and he's uh, he's finished already. <laughs> How did they not burn... Because her face was, like, in the couch <laughs> yeah. as well. Just, How did she not burn the couch? It's funny that he actually had to say to her, it'd be good if you didn't have that flag on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt arrives, and uh, Chuck cannot believe that his favourite ski is broken. <laughs> he is so disappointed. Matt tells him he's an arsehole, and they all laugh it off. But this is a reoccurring joke between the two of them, where it's like, hey, you're an arsehole. You really are. And they just keep... They laugh about it. It's, 
I don't yeah, know what it's going to be the next big catchphrase. Is this mm. the the kids horror film part? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Mature um, humor. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, Chuck's favorite ski is broken. Also, He's an a que- sorry, a question that Maz brought up: How the fuck did Matt get there? Because he yeah. was lost. Yeah, he he had no directions, but somehow he knew how to get there. Yeah. Miraculously Maybe. turned up at the house <laughs> after this big diversion with Josie. And, and well, when he when yeah. he gets there, uh, he gives Pam a naked massage. <laughs> that was so awkward. Look at <laughs> what? So cringy. <laughs> he's telling the whole story about what happened to him, and, and he's giving her a naked massage. I don't know why they needed to be naked. All you can see is his big fucking ass hanging out, it's, and yeah, it, it, yeah, it just didn't make sense. Um, but he tells her the story. And <laughs> this is the part of the film that didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, he reassures her that Josie was good, but not as good as her. And uh, he whispers to her what Josie was really like. And they have a laugh about it. And uh, she gives him position orders. He goes down on her and she goes cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've, I've glossed over what is a very extensive scene of them uh, discussing what Josie was like. And uh, who was going to do round two of the massages? It goes on for a long time. <laughs> Whilst they're both naked together. Yeah. <laughs> goes on for far too long. And I feel sorry for Pam in this film. Mm. She's. Matt's a dickhead, but she sticks by her man throughout the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, she does. He saves his life. And even a conversation like that is very rude to have. You know, he should just be like. She, as far as he knows, she'll never see Josie. So he might as well have just lied and said, no, she's she's ugly. Well, you know what? She's still with him. He's she's good enough to make her go cross-eyed. <laughs> well, there we go. It's better than what Chuck's doing for Bobby, so... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so Matt, Pam and Bobby all go to the diner. The same customers are in there from earlier in the film. Why is Chuck not there? Because Chuck is watching Miami Vice. He takes it very seriously. <laughs> when Miami Vice is on the TV, you can't get him away. So, Matt's fuming that he has to share an apple pie with Pam. And the waitress is still basically jumping on his dick. Like, she is desperate to get with him, isn't she? Yeah, I was waiting for Pam to fight for a man. Yeah. She kind of bats her away, don't she? <laughs> Yeah, and she, um, the waitress explains, while she's uh, fingering Matt's ear, she explains about the obnoxious gas station guy and how he was part of the uh, Hellgate thing that happened in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Which we already knew. Yeah. So this whole scene in the cafe is pointless. completely pointless. Really, the only new information is that Pam likes to share apple pie. That and Chuck likes Mammy Voice. Yes, yeah, and that's it. So they, they decide to go and uh, investigate the gas station. Uh, <laughs> there's a picture of Patsy Kenzer in there. There is. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't have a picture of Patsy Kenzer. I don't know why you haven't got one in Ireland. Yeah, we should. So. We should get one. Um, so, <laughs> the obnoxious gas station... Oh, you're right. There's Patsy Kenzer. It's the mention of Patsy Kenzer. Well, it's not just Patsy Kenzer. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not just Patsy Kenzer. There's loads of pictures of, like, topless women in there as well. Yeah. Um, so the, flustered. <laughs> she made me think about how great Eighth Wonder are. Yeah. <laughs> so obnoxious gas station guy comes in, throws Matt around in slow motion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what? The, what they they notice on the wall as well is the newspaper Buzz. clip next to Patsy Kenzie. Next to Patsy Kenzie, and Buzz's picture is on this newspaper clipping, and there stood what a. Perfectly socially distanced two metres away from each other. And uh, not from each other, from the wall and the newspaper. And Pam can read it word for word. <laughs> She's got incredible yeah. eyesight. And it's an old newspaper. An old newspaper. Yeah, it's about, it's what? It's been up there for 30 years. 30 years. It's been up there for 30 years. It's been up there for fucking 30 years. <laughs> and she can see it clear as day from two metres away. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, the special effects from Superman. Though, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we get another shot. Of, well, first of all, uh, obnoxious gas station guy smashes the window for no reason. Yeah, well, Pam saves the, uh, Matt for the first time in this film mm. by smashing a bottle over the uh, garage dude's head. Yeah. Um, and then angry garage dude 
um, after sort of explaining about Burrs and Hellgate, um, again, we've already heard all <laughs> yeah. this shit, uh, decides to smash a window, just, just for shits and giggles. Meanwhile, Josie tells us she's been waiting for Matt for a long time. <laughs> While she's still... Now, the same shot of her lying in bed, pondering about Matt, um, with, <laughs> with this big wine stain down her nightdress, we get to see it so many times. It's the exact same shot. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No exaggeration, it happens a lot. Um, Chuck arrives at the gas station. Mammy Vice must be over now. And they all decide to go to Howgate. So first they go through a graveyard. And all of the gravestones read exactly what happened to the people that have died. As to their course of death. Yeah. So first of all, they find it necessary to read every gravestone. Yeah, they read all of them. Uh, And they are oddly specific. It's like, you know, uh, Ben got... Trampled by an elephant. Yeah. Uh, Josie. Josie. Saturday the 25th. Josie got run over by a a biker gang called the Strangers. (laughs) They they got the biker gang's name on her gravestone. Um, So they've had enough there. Things are getting too spooky for Bobby. Uh, Lightning interrupts Chuck trying to feel uh, Josie's stone tip. Matt gets his. Coat back, he gets his back coat back, back yes. Oh, yeah, his jacket. I think it's a Coke then. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, uh, they drive off laughing after Bobby was too spooked, but they drive off laughing uh, into Howgate. They uh, play pranks on each other, they're all scaring each other, and then they skip through town while singing a song. It's like the fucking monkeys, isn't it? Yeah. They're, they're kind of like... Pratting around town. <laughs> They're kind of like the Scooby-Doo gang, but shit. Yeah. Really? Without a dog? Well. Without a dog. A dog would have helped this film, yeah. I think. Don't you? Yeah. They probably yeah. couldn't afford a dog. No. For this no. film. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, there's a pale guy playing... Aww. They go into a, a, a bar called Playhouse... Uh, and there's a pale guy... Well, Playhouse means it's a theatre, huh? Oh, is that the theatre? That's what it told me, there's a shrew but it, it, it was Yeah, but it was also a basketball court. Yeah. For some that. reason. <laughs> they didn't even try covering that up. No, so very clearly they shot this in a basketball court or a gymnasium. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> there's a pale guy playing piano whilst pale people dance. Josie is full front or naked and uh, tries inviting Matt in. Uh, but they just leave. Yeah, well, um, he starts talking about Josie. Oh, she's there. She's yeah. there. Um, whilst these old... Go- I'm assuming they're ghosts. Okay, I'm going to ask the question now. Are they ghosts or are they zombies? What the fuck are they? It's never really determined. No. It? They're called zombies. In the f- people call them zombies. Yeah. But they can walk through walls and they're, they're kind of ghostly. Aren't or they? they disappear or appear. Yeah, and they're, they're pale. You can see through them. Yeah. They, they look quite... Just the way you would a typical ghost look in, in a film. But these old couple are doing ballroom dance in, in a gymnasium. And uh, Pam's fuming with Matt. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. of his obsession with Josie. Yeah. Keeps mentioning her. But they all walk out like nothing's happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's quite quickly forgiven, to yeah. be fair. <laughs> she, no, she just said, oh, I suppose I forgive you. What? You're always like this. Another pointless bickering between the two. Yeah, the, the dead then begin to rise, um, even though they didn't go back into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so why is they now rising from their grave when this is the same night, this all happens in one night, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so... Why are they only rising now? Have they gone for a little nap? <laughs> you know, little shit eye for an hour. You know, they've got a busy night ahead. I don't understand. Well, they brought cars with them because now there's cars everywhere. <laughs> and Pam says, maybe it's a car collector. And Matt says, you clearly know nothing about car collectors. Well, no, why the fuck would she? <laughs> <laughs> why would she know about car collectors? On, five quick facts about car collectors. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't even know where to start. No. But then she, lists, she she finds this car. She's like, oh, but why would someone leave this vintage beauty here or whatever? It's like, what? <laughs> Do you know about car collectors? <laughs> so a zombie grabs Bobby's tit out of a car. 
Oh yeah. 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 The melting face one, which I thought was the gold man. Yeah, the, yeah, the crystal yeah, guy from be. the mine. Might, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. It looks like the crypt. He has there. a laugh about but it. Why would he be in a car? Because he surely he died in the mansion. Yeah, exactly. I'll take it back. <laughs> He's had 30 years. He yeah. might have learned how to drive. And all that, you know. <laughs> it, it looks like they're all about to do the thriller dance. They all like gather together. <laughs> and uh, yeah. they, they all gather together and corner everyone. But they still manage to escape. They, they run away. They run into a funeral director's office. And uh, Bobby just casually goes, Hey guys, my ankle's really sore. I think I may have twisted it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't <laughs> that see exact delivery. Twisted, no. Did you? Some some parts of this film, I feel like I may have switched off. So when she said about her ankle, I was like, oh, I must have switched off and no, missed you... the bit where she sprained her ankle. But no, no. She just, she's just like, oh, my ankle's sore. Yeah, no, you, oh, you okay. generally don't see a thing. Oh, I see. So, <laughs> a, ghost, <That's> <laughs> a, a ghost is behind a curtain and tells them to follow her, but they decide not to. Uh, Metal Daddy steals the keys from the car. Again, the men in this film are dogs. Yeah. The cur- you get the curtain reveal and it's Ghost Girl. And she's definitely a fucking ghost. Yeah. Because she walks through a wall yeah. afterwards. And she's got a flower mm-hmm. for Chuck. And Bobby gets jealous. Yeah. So Bobby is more shocked by Ghost Girl handing Chuck a flower <laughs> rather than Ghost Girl existing in the first place. <laughs> you're saying like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny that every single female character in this film the guys are oh yeah straight away like it's no true. matter what they look like mm. straight away they, they fancy them um she just goes for a wall uh metal daddy steals the car keys and uh, they decide to split up in classic scooby-doo fashion uh, absolutely no reason for no reason whatsoever no reason whatsoever sorry I got you guys into this yeah it's to be a nice week anyway yeah, yeah then they split yeah. up sorry guys let's split so yeah. you two can go off and seeing as you're the secondary characters get killed uh, and then we'll go the other way for absolutely no reason because yeah. the, the film won't actually follow what we're doing on that side anyway <laughs> Metal Daddy laughs at the keys for a bit and throws them on the floor <laughs> the keys must have told him a great joke <laughs> but he, he just throws them on the floor didn't try hiding them or anything he just throws them on the floor <laughs> and uh, after this they, the obnoxious gas station guy is sharpening a machete and chops a watermelon in half yeah <laughs> it's like um, what's that film the what a feeling film Flashdance it's like flash it's dance. It's filmed like it's flash dance. Is it? And instead of dancing, he's like sharpening shit and then cutting <laughs> a watermelon in half. And the watermelon didn't even look real. No. <laughs> Definitely a fake watermelon. <laughs> it feels like they've just gave all the footage to the editor of the film and he was like, okay, so what order should this go? Just like, do something. The director's just, just like, how the fuck do I know? <laughs> just whatever you can do with this, just make something of it. And if you can have her in bed... With her nipples showing <laughs> through the dress. Um, just repeat that a few times, just so we can keep getting that shot. Thank you. <laughs> so so my question is, is so Chuck and Bobby. Yeah. So Bobby sprained her ankle. Chuck's helping her along. They get close to the Jeep and she does a quick little sprint to oh, get yeah. into the Jeep. Of course. Yeah. They get there quite quickly, really. Yeah. They're out of wherever they were. It was the Playhouse. Was it the yeah. Playhouse, wasn't it? They come out and they're, they're literally like right next to the Jeep. So, um, what what are the other two? Matt and Pam mm-hmm. go another direction to the saloon, but surely they because why didn't they just together. all go to the Jeep? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they were going to drive there anyway. They were going to fucking drive there anyway. <laughs> Would have been safer in the Jeep, wouldn't it? They all yeah. get in the Jeep at some point. But they realise the keys are gone. <laughs> Look at us trying to find logic in Hellgate. <laughs> They've realised the keys have gone, so uh, Chuck goes looking for them, finds them, and Metal Daddy decapitates him with what looks like a plastic sign. Yeah, what was that? Oh, okay. It was just was a it... sign. Oh, I thought it was a big old knife. Was it? No, no. It was the sign from where he was, that building. Oh, the... I thought it was like a magician's sign. No. You know those yeah. big ones where it... Whoosh, no, those ones. it was just a sign. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
So yeah, Bobby's not bothered, but she runs away. Um, she finds... She's really unbothered about this, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. She stumbles into this place where a piano is playing itself. Before that, a man cuts his fingers off. Oh, a man cuts his... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a man in Freddy Krueger style cuts his fingers off. It's very... Have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street? No. It's very... Freddy, <laughs> Kru- Freddy Krueger does it in the first film where he cuts his fingers off. Oh, okay. So um, he's got a gun. Yeah. Cool. No. I'll watch it, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's as good. It's as good, honey. But he does it to sort of scare the, Ooh, the girl. Right. So this is a complete copy. Let's, yeah. Let's be fair. This is a complete copy okay. of that. It leads her into this uh, this place where there's the piano playing itself. Uh, a ghost appears on the piano. Oh. Matt and Pam find piano, her. Piano what? Playing plays, itself. Plays itself. Yeah. Oh. Piano is playing with itself. Is it playing with itself? Excuse me, I missed that part. It wouldn't surprise me that wasn't the case. That's an exciting film. Still no tears, by the way. Still Still no tears. tears. She's not bothered. Matt and Pam find her. She tells them about Chuck. Uh, Pam's like, oh no. And then... uh, (laughs) She's she's completely complacent about the whole thing until they appear. And suddenly she's so fucking incoherent. (laughs) It's like... How long is this fucking film? 90 minutes 90 minutes so I reckon they've said okay we need to get this to 90 minutes why don't you just draw out this scene really fucking long they did that with all the scenes yeah Yeah. but this one really pissed me off because she just she didn't give a shit and then suddenly she's like it's the get your words out bitch yeah she tells them about Chuck and then they leave her there to go and get help and Pam says don't drink she starts drinking immediately. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why all of a sudden it's established that she has a drinking problem. Why is she not allowed to drink? <laughs> yeah. Table there full of drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, your boyfriend's just been decapitated. Yeah. You're in a town surrounded by ghosts, zombies, whatever. Um, she's just you're... seen her boyfriend get his head cut off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, there, you're friends with Matt and Pam. You're constantly fucking bickering, even in the middle of this zombie apocalypse or whatever the fuck's going on. You're going to want a Jack Daniels. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But she has a drink. And she Matt does. and Pam so take she a... Does. So yeah. she does. They, they take a slow walk whilst <laughs> a British comedian talks to, to her, Bobby. Oh, yeah. Starts telling jokes about flamingos with pink balls and uh, and women. Oh, yeah. He's introduced... What's the difference between a can-can dancer and, and the Eiffel Tower? Tower? Not everyone's been up the Eiffel Tower. There yeah. we go. Oh, good. I so, so hilarious. Everyone's been up the can-can dancers, apparently. Um, <laughs> he introduces the can-can dancers as Jeanette... Uh, I was expecting you to laugh at the end of that. I know you've heard the joke in oh, the film. Sorry. Yes, so I was <laughs> expecting some it, sort of giggle. It, it, wasn't a, it still wasn't funny when you said it, so... <laughs> I, was just, I was expecting you to laugh. I don't know. What is the difference between a can-can dancer and the Eiffel Tower? Well, I'll tell you, Mazengar. I, I thought you were giving enough space for whoever's listening to it. To <laughs> like, oh, Chris, you tell us. <laughs> so, I don't know, Chris. What my, is the difference? <laughs> my favourite introduction was Karen, because he was like, get these pair of knockers, it's Karen! And then he introduces And Bobby. she was not happy. She wasn't. She wanted to speak to his manager about her blatant <laughs> misogyny. <laughs> And then this British comedian, <laughs> this British comedian, he introduces Bobby. It's blonde Bobby. She's uh, she's dyed her hair. But you never. This pissed me off. This is shit filmmaking. So this is Bobby. Yeah, it's Bobby the Can Can Dancer. Yeah, no, I understand <laughs> that. Blonde Bobby. She's got hair like Denise Welsh. So why are we not? Why are we not getting a close up? Just so we know it's her. Because I'm sat <laughs> yeah. there and I'm like. Is that the same actress? Who's that? Is that her? Is it meant to be her? It, uh, do you know who she looked like? Do you remember the Only Way Is Up woman? <laughs> Yazoo, Yazoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it Yazoo? Was that her name? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yaz. Yeah. Yaz, Yaz. She looked like Yaz. So when they're like, who the fuck is that? Is that meant to be? Is, they've got the same name, but is he just taking the piss or is the same actress? Yeah. So, I mean, she went to all the effort to dye her hair and they didn't even give her a close-up exactly. shot. Exactly. Um, so apparently that's what drinking does to her. Uh, 
Just to me as well. Matt and Pam bicker and they find a mansion and they bicker. they walk in Again. and they find guns and a phone straight away. Brilliant. As soon as they walk in. Yeah, all the guns lined up on the wall next to the phone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he knew there was a telephone there mm. because when he was being seduced earlier in the film, he noticed a telephone. It was yeah. one of the things he really remembered. He was like, it's definitely a telephone. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt calls the police. Uh, police officer looks like John Travolta. Uh, we get a short scene John after Travolta this. John Travolta now. John Travolta now. Yeah. yeah. They, they get, we get a short scene of the police officers having a laugh of each other and then that never goes anywhere. No. <laughs> um, Josie invites him upstairs. She changed well, her clothes well, now. Well, Lucas cuts the telephone. So yeah. he calls the police, but um, he only gets like a few words out before Lucas cuts the telephone wire. Like yeah. he's, you know... Like, Coherent, well, like an actual person, and not just some zombie killer. But while this was going on, was he, he meant to be cutting off what's its head, or yeah, got so quite quickly. He's yeah. in two places at once. He's there at the mansion cutting the wire. But then he, we go back to Bobby still watching the can can, and uh, Metal Daddy strangles her. Oh yeah, and then he goes home again. Yeah. Spots. Uh, <laughs> Spots Josie. Yeah, what's the problem with that? <laughs> Spot, spots Josie and Matt making out in a window, and he's like, "Stranger." <laughs> no, no, mate. You met earlier. That's Matt. That's Matt. Do you remember Matt? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. You met. You met earlier. Yeah. Stranger. Stranger. Oh, I thought you meant he was a stranger. Oh, no, I'm not sure same. what he meant. I'm not sure what he meant. Oh, I thought he meant the strangers that. Oh, the yeah. Oh. But, well, he met them way early. He must know that Matt's not... Matt wasn't even born then. Exactly. He's fresh out of college, mate. Maybe he wasn't born that. then. So... I thought he met him as just a stranger, like someone he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Pam finds a head in the fridge. Oh, yeah, I forgot. What the hell was that about? <laughs> a bearded head in the fridge. And he says, I don't want my body. And she tells him to pull himself together and walks away. And that's the end of that. That scene is, I think it's one of the most famous scenes from this film. Really? Yeah, it's. I think it's in the trailer and everything. It's like, if anyone knows how get they know that scene. So... Was that a stranger in the fridge? <laughs> it could have been, it looked like Buzz. It could have been Buzz, actually. No, he had a hat on. And so, Buzz could wear a hat. He's he not even capable no, he of wearing a hat. He looked like one of Chaz and Dave. He did, yeah. He did. But it could have been Buzz with a hat. I wish they would have done what they did in Zombie Flesh Eaters 2, <laughs> where the head just flew out the fridge. Oh, that sounded good. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll lend it. I'll lend you the Blu-ray. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the head's in, in the fridge. It says, I don't want my body. I, I don't know why this scene was in there. It, out of everything in this film that ran, was randomly crammed in, this makes the least sense. It's a children's horror film, isn't it? It's ch- it is a children's horror film. I and forgot Pam that. just doesn't care. No. 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 She's not horrified or anything. She's not. She's actually fuming. Well, she yeah. is horrified. I'm very inconvenienced. I wanted that chicken <laughs> fry right next to you, and now you're in my way. She is horrified, though, when she... quite a full fridge as well, wasn't it? There's lots of fresh food in there. She is horrified when she finds Matt in bed with Josie, though. And Matt's got his shirt off, mm-hmm. showing off that off honky well, body of his. <laughs> oh God! Um, yeah, he's got a, he's got really selective oh, hairs on his yeah. chest. Yeah. So what? This is when she's rubbing his crotch. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Over the jeans. He's gone all like sleepy, hasn't he? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on? And uh, so Pam Pam comes in with the shotgun. She's like, uh, is it get away from her, you bitch? Uh, no, that's a, little from la- <laughs> that's a little later on. Yeah. That's a little later on. That's also aliens, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Am I getting mixed up? That, Me- well, Metal Daddy attacks Oh, fuck, her it's first. happened. I'm mixed up. Me- I'm lost. I'm lost. Well, first of all, Metal Daddy attacks her with his axe. And then uh, yes. Josie sets his hand on fire. And then he goes off in a strop. Just walks off. He literally just goes yeah. off in the strap like a kid that's been told yeah. not allowed any more Maltesers. And then she gets on top of Matt, tells him to say that he loves her. A knife appears in her hand and she tries to stab him really slowly in slow motion. But this isn't edited in slow motion. This is actually shot with the actors going really slow. It's hilarious. <laughs> and that is when Pam gets up with a shotgun and she's like, get away from my boyfriend, you bitch. And Josie stabs her. <laughs> yeah. and then she says take this you zombie bitch and shoots her out of the window in slow motion <laughs> and that's uh, 
what we think is the end of Josie. Ooh. Zombie Bobby, they they uh, they leave the bedroom and magically Matt's t-shirts appeared again. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a shirt again now. They go outside and Zombie Bobby and Chuck offer them a ride. Matt's like, no, nah, I don't think so. And they run away. He is literally like, nah, I don't think so. It's like your two best friends there, <laughs> dead, zombified, they've come back. They couldn't care like, less. Oh, no, no, you're all right. Fine. Yeah, so I really don't think so. <laughs> I didn't even know Bobby was dead. Well, he had a, the, the lightning flashed, didn't it? And you could see the big line on his mouth. Uh, had it chopped off earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they oh, no, Bobby, yeah, Bobby's Bobby, yeah. 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 Did she have bruising on she her? She just had a bruise. She's yeah. a bit pale. She, so she, she did have some blood dead. come out of her mouth when she, she got She did, but that wasn't, that was gone. Yeah, that disappeared. Mm. Um, they escape with Metal Daddy on top of the car, but they don't realise for a good while. They go in a really bizarre <laughs> series of events. <laughs> you say a good while. It's night time. Yeah. It's been a long night. <laughs> let's, let's be fair, it's been a long night. So morning is coming. They drive away. Driving away from the mansion that is next to Hellgate. Next to Hellgate, and then it's bright when they get to Hellgate. Yeah. It's bright. So I don't know how long this has taken them, um, but it, it's almost as if, you know, mid midday sort of looking, the yeah. sky. Um, and Lucas has been on top of the car yeah. for this whole time and, and didn't feel the need to make himself known until they got to Hellgate. And yeah. Matt shrugs his glasses on, don't he? Sunglasses. He does put sunglasses on, sunglasses. means business now. <laughs> it's business. In a really bizarre series of events, uh, the car drives into a gunsmith's. Well, no, another car drives into the gunsmith's, explodes, a man runs out on fire. Oh, yeah. Metal Daddy uh, shoots the gas station guy who appears with his machete. Shoots him with a crystal. Uh, yeah. so, got yeah. so you have these scenes leading up to him. You know you know he's going to do something. Yeah. You know he's about to go on a rampage. He looks like Dolph Lundgren. He's going to go for it. And then he appears, jumps out of nowhere, holding this machete. And what else was it? He had someone in his an axe. It was the axe, yeah. wasn't it? And the, a machete. And he's waving them and yeah. then just gets killed straight away real crystal <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> <dice>. <laughs> a building then collapses on Metal Daddy Metal Daddy shouts Josie and uh, the driver Matt and uh, Pam are driving away uh, he, he has a joke and he's like I love you Josie he's like I'm only joking with you so that's not funny is it like, oh, doesn't know when mind. to stop does he doesn't know, doesn't when, to know when to stop that Matt Metal Daddy blows up a building with his uh, crystal yeah, yeah, they watched that. He's a shit shot, isn't he? Mm. And uh, Josie, considering he was so good at the beginning with yeah. an axe, he's been so inconsistent with this crystal. Yeah, and we end on a shot of Josie <laughs> in in Howgate in front of the place that's just been blown up. It's like Matt, where are you? And that's the end of the film. That's Howgate. Yeah, her dress is looking all right by yeah, the end. She's, yeah, she's, she's cleaned got it a hole. Now. She's got a bit of a hole, but um, <laughs> she's got that stain out all right. Yeah, she must have got the vanish on that straight away. Yeah. So, what is our what are our closing thoughts on Howgate? <laughs> um, I feel like I need to watch it again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what that was about. I don't think I've ever watched a film that is so full of stuff going on. Yet nothing really happens. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how the director could be so proud of this film. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no plot. There's nothing no. happens. I would like to see. So um, you haven't seen the room, have you, Maz? I don't think so. Uh, but you know the room where they edited it down to mm. make it every scene where something happens that actually pushes the plot <laughs> forward, and it was ten minute long, <laughs> ten minutes long. I'd like to see that for Hellgate. Yeah, it'll probably just be that flashback story and that'd be it. That's yeah. The, the film. Um, because there ain't a lot of plot going on, but it's actually, it's it's funny. It's yes. funny. Yes. And I'm sure the director will turn around and say it's meant to be a comedy. Uh, no, yeah, I don't know. He's, on that interview, he was pretty certain it was meant to be a kid's horror film. Well, it's certainly not for kids. <clears throat> How old is he? Does he mean kids as like... <laughs> The age that <laughs> he did look quite old. Yeah. Oh, meant kids like. As in, just younger than him. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> he did look in his fifties. Yeah, it's a, it's a trash the piece. You know, it, it's so bad it's good. Um, yeah. No, so it's absolutely funny. watch yeah. it. Funny. Try try and make out what's going on. 
And uh, you figure it out, let us know. What did you think, Maz? Yeah, I'm a bit baffled, to be honest. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I was on the edge of my seat at some point, thinking, what's going to happen next? But, yeah, and then when it did happen, you thought, I wasn't expecting that. No, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. No no problem. Thank you for joining us. Are we doing this every week now? You're going to come round and we'll show you some shite. Yeah. Well, next week we have a good film. We saved it for the week after Maz. We've got a good film. <laughs> <laughs> so the guys at Second Sight have sent us a screener of The Strangers, their release of the 2008 home invasion film The Strangers. Starring Liv Tyler. Yes, really excited for this uh, release on Blu-ray. Yeah, so we'll be telling you bits about the Blu-ray and such. And, and we've, uh, we've seen the film, we like We've the film. seen the film, it's a good film. So we'll see how this release is going to do it justice. Yeah, uh, and we'll be talking about that. Uh, so, in the meantime, if you're listening on iTunes, rate, review and subscribe. Follow us on Spotify, like a follow on everything else. Uh, Maz, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Have you got anything exciting coming up? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately not. What's your Instagram? Uh, Mazpoo. Just Mazpoo. <laughs> Just Mazpoo. Yeah. Mazpoo. Yeah, on Instagram, that's it. Go follow Are Maz. on Twitter? Um, no. No? Okay. <laughs> Just Mazpoo on Instagram. Yeah, come say hi. Yes. <laughs> uh, I am Gazmo205 on Instagram, GazCruise92 on Twitter, and DeadLightGaz92 on Letterboxd. I am Chris Barker823 on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Well, thanks again to Maz for joining us. Thank you very oh. much. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh-huh. I know the film was a bit... Uh, no, I had a great time. Thank you <laughs> so much for having me. I'm honoured to be here. It's yeah. great. Thank you. Uh, we will see you same time, same place next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.